By speaking with local creators, artists, and business professionals, Papercut aims to cut deep and demystify the Winnipeg creative industry with hometown heroes and hidden gems. Brought to you by the West End Cultural Center, the best place for over 30 years to see live music in Winnipeg. Welcome to Paper Cup Podcast. My name is Jared Gochek. I'm Olivia Michaelchuk, and we're here with Deep Barcy. Please Hello. tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Deep Barcy. I'm based here in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, I'm a painter, a mural artist, and a visual arts facilitator. What's a visual arts facilitator? Um, so I, I design visual arts programs based on my own artwork, and I facilitate the programming in schools um, and different community organizations in Winnipeg and abroad. And is it mostly for youth? Uh, Yeah, children and youth. Um, There's been rare times that I've worked with adults, um, but I have a preference for working with children and youth and developing personal or assisting with developing personal autonomy within children and youth through art um, and taking safe risks and uh, creative development. So how would you describe your own work? My own work is abstract. I'm I'm an abstract painter. Uh, My work is uh, based on representing um, relationships people important to me, experiences through um, the elements of art, uh, elements and principles of art such as like color, shape, line, uh, repetition, pattern. Um, and then I give, usually when I title my art, I kind of give a, a clue as to what the art is about. But the nature of abstract art um, is special in that it's also very important for me to give the viewer the opportunity to develop their own meaning um, of the abstract painting. Mm-hmm. Has there been many occasions where somebody has been able to capture exactly what they, what you were feeling or thinking when they view it and say, oh yes, that's exactly about um, a parent-child relationship and they could tell from it? Or um, There is one... One good example, sometimes and sometimes not, but one good example of it being successful in the way you just described is um, a painting I did called My Four Grandmothers, which was part of Insurgents Resurgence at the Winnipeg Art Gallery in 2017, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and f- someone was interviewing me and we were talking about the painting and they... Um, identified kind of within that composition there is five different main um concentrated areas of shapes and lines and and such and that person identified uh all those different areas as the four grandmothers and then myself and so that that was a good that would be a good example of someone who did see that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that doesn't always happen Right. Well, I'd imagine with mm-hmm. abstract, it would, I guess, take some of those clues sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So you have a signature color, which is pretty, uh, pretty interesting concept. Like when you see that Barzi blue, mm-hmm. you know it's 
your type of work. So mm-hmm. why do you identify so um, strongly with that color and it's involved in most of your work or all of your work? All of my work, of until work. it isn't. One day it won't be. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know when that's going, going to happen. Um, when I was in university, I painted a bright cadmium red color. Um, and then when I started painting the blue, um, I think it might have started with me just needing, having, with me not having a lot of money at the time, and I had this untouched tube of blue paint, and that's how that began. Began, began, began. Became. Every Became. All of them. <laughs> 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 all of those things worked. Yeah. Um, and what I liked about that blue uh, was first the idea of it being open space, being um, or being able to work as a symbol or a metaphor for open space, water, air, um, and movement through such space. And then also, in a more formal way, I believe that blue is kind of right on the middle of the value scale, like the gray scale. So I believe that any other colors that work with that blue um, work well, like in- inherently well with um, a, a mid-value color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that tube was untouched when you first used it? Like, did you use that blue in any other time? I, I don't think so. It, it just happened. The good... That's incredible. It's interesting. There's a science to it, too, like explaining the, the color combinations. It's really cool. Mm. So where did you... Did you say you went to art school? Yeah, I went to the U of M. Um, I graduated in 2013 with a BFA. Um, and I've been painting ever since, pretty much nonstop. Um and I recently came home from Montreal uh, last week. And while I was in Montreal, I was joking with my friends, well, maybe I just, I'll just stay here. Mm-hmm. And then they said, well, why don't you apply to your master's um, at Concordia? So I am in the process of applying to do my master's. Oh, wow. congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. That's fantastic. I have an interesting question, maybe. <laughs> That's my job. Uh how, will you be bringing that sort of signature style that you have into that program and developing it there? Or is there, do you have to take courses sort of all over again and start exploring different styles? I think there's some seminars and I think, um, I imagine that I will be working on artwork, like with a instructor or supervisor or whatever. It's different than the U of M program. Um, and I will take exactly what I'm doing right now and I'll take it there if 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 of course I'm accepted mm-hmm. and we'll see how my art develops from there. I have no idea what will happen. Right. But that's kind of what I want. Wow. Is for, for a surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to steal a question now. Sure. Um you uh you were talking earlier about your work as an art facilitator with youth. Uh did you have a program similar to that when you were first starting that kind of piqued your interest in art or where where did that love kind of start um i think that that love started from me being an adopted person um and me needing a way to express my emotions and my feelings um it was very difficult for me when i was a child and also for me to have some sort of control over my life. As a child, 
Um, for many people, for various reasons, you are affected by trauma from different things outside of your control. And for me, art um, allowed me to control simply a piece of paper, which helped. Um, and so when I work with children and youth, I am conscious of that, that for the hour that they're with me or the, the, the class that they're with me, I'm just assisting them in getting out what they need to get out onto the piece of paper. And I believe that that um, will help develop capable individuals. Fantastic. So talking about your control being of a piece of paper, yeah. and then now you're expanding to walls and um, not even square shapes anymore, circles, mm -hmm. yeah. like very often, and varying shapes like indentations and sort of sculpture as well. So how has your practice changed from a piece of paper to a wall? And even that one gallery that you had where it was sort of spilling onto every part of the mm -hmm. of the building or like of the space. I believe that my confidence in my capabilities is growing and I'm becoming more outgoing and feeling as though I am cap capable and able um, to have um, an effect on a person's perception. And, and I mean that in a positive way. I feel as though I have something to share or to give um, to other people uh, that may move them. So as that confidence grows naturally, um, what's possible grows. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think it's becoming more, I think that's why my art is becoming more, um, just as you said, uh, um, bigger like mm -hmm. like taking things, like, and, like yeah. taking over all like the floor <laughs> the pillars outdoor walls um I, I think that's why that's happening mm -hmm. so in saying that especially maybe relating to that piece specifically how, where in your process do you find that the piece is finished and that you're ready to t step away from it and it's I, completed i think it's just a gut feeling yeah I, uh, intuition i'm gonna say intuition um my grandpa always my grandpa was, I feel, was a successful man in various parts of his life. And what he spoke to me about when he was um, nearing the end of his life uh, was that um, he, he spoke about his intuition and in making decisions. And I believe that intuition is valuable. Um, and a fine way to problem solve and to make decisions at times, maybe not rely on it all the time, but I think that it's it has its value. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Peter Thomas, a friend of yours and also a fan of yours, <laughs> <laughs> you can tell by the way, like, well, he does a lot of social media and he'll say, look at this that he's doing and all of these things. And he posted a video once of him holding a little tiny magnifying glass and saying that you use the magnifying glass when you're painting to make sure your lines are straight. <laughs> so, That's so funny. So do you, how now when you're doing entire walls, how do you manage your perfectionism when you're making a line that could be taller than you are? Uh, Yoda. 
<laughs> do or do or do not, there is no try. Just one shot it. I don't know. Um, I I, uh, I just do it. Just like tell myself that I'm going to paint a straight line within the first two tries and then move on. Oh wow! I don't know. I just I just tell myself that I'll do it. Yeah. Right? So um, I learned. I think I learned that that uh, mentality from strength and training, like working out, like a, a mind over body. Like I'm, I'll, I'm just going to do it, and then of course Yoda. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Yeah. I don't know. Just why? Why would I tell myself that I can't do it? Like I just tell myself that I'm going to do it, so I will do it. Right. Yeah. Just do it in the amount of tries. Or that you're Nike. Just do it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get a sponsorship going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but but technically, I guess so. I'll paint a, a line, um, and I'll I'll do my best on the first shot, and then I'll take the blue from the background, and I'll paint on the other side of that line to clean it up. Um, so the first line of say the foreground color, say it's a red, it'll be nearly perfect as what I, I would like judge is perfect and then I'll take the blue from the background and on the other side of that paint stroke I'll do another line and then it'll f- fix up any any tiny little things that I don't like so I, I was noticing, if that makes sense yeah I was yeah. noticing with your hand are you left-handed when you paint I'm left-handed when I paint yep um, when I'm painting murals I also use my right hand um, because it becomes tiring really ambidextrous yep. Um, but not like this. Oh. <laughs> I guess it's, you guys can't see. <laughs> um, not not like a uh, conductor. conductor. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm trying to, to show. Um, and you know what? When working from a mural, so when you're painting, you're using like the arcs of your body. So when I'm painting a mural, I think I'm more using my shoulders to paint. And when I'm painting small, like on a table, uh, onto a like a small panel or something. It's it's more about maybe my elbow or my wrist um, and even maybe my fingers. But the scale, the larger the scale, the less of my, um, the less I use my fingers or my wrists. And so if I just use my shoulder, then the line's going to be straight anyways does, does that make sense yeah it does yeah. wow yeah mm-hmm. and it's interesting to try to and i maybe i shouldn't be evaluating but it's sort of evaluating the the like thinking of those bigger scales and how it's like an extension of your body in a different way that the smaller scale ones are an extension mm-hmm. of your body right that's so interesting just wait and till i get my hips into it paintbrushes everywhere yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so that's interesting cool, and yeah. you use i guess different size brushes as well for your smaller paintings and your bigger ones yeah i i i, I use um very small paintbrushes say on a, a panel i still use a small paintbrush but relative to this to the scale of the mural when i'm painting a mural um just for that precision. Um, yeah. And where... I'm sure everyone by now in Winnipeg has seen one of your works somewhere. It's like, there's so many. But do you know some of the places where they are? Some of the the ones that are permanent, like outdoors or indoors? Um, there's one on the Sutherland Hotel. 
Um, oh yeah, the yeah. huge. Yeah. I drive past that every day. That yeah. Was, yeah, that was pretty difficult. I've never done something like that, and I definitely it was definitely a learning experience, and I've uh, um, I've learned from that. And then uh, there's a couple of pieces, or there's a piece up at uh, the Great West Life Building on Broadway. Mm-hmm. That's the one that I pass every day. Oh nice, and, yeah. that's, <laughs> and that's next to um, Jordan Bennett's piece. He's an artist um, from the East Coast. And uh, I have some paintings indoors in more private locations, like businesses. Um, And that's all I can think of off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. And probably a lot of homes, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's also the the first time I met you was at the Um Cycle at the University of Manitoba. That was with Kenneth Lavalley. Yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> Those are all very big pieces and very yeah. like um, sort. I want to say obvious places. Like the Sutherland Hotel one is is massive. That's a massive one. Was that with wall to wall or was yes, that? Yes, yeah, that, that was, was with wall to wall. That was maybe last year, so 2018. I, th- I think. I think. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I I was just I was talking to my partner because she's noticed a lot of art that's come up around the city, but she didn't know about wall to wall. And it's, I was kind of explaining it a little bit, like as much as I knew, but are you, are you still involved with wall to wall? Like Um, they're still going, they just did, uh, Peter was doing one this year, correct? For wall to wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 His is quite beautiful. Uh, yeah, I, I, I work, um, or collaborate with Synonym from time to time. Um, just a nice kind of natural relationship. Um, and they've helped a lot uh with helping um set up opportunities um so I'm pretty grateful for them <laughs> yeah it's awesome to see like you driving down main street even or even if you're going down osborne like you see all of these really cool local pieces and mm-hmm. she was like she had pointed out that they're awesome and she didn't know that they were local like she thought we had brought oh, in yeah. artists so it was kind of yeah it's kind of a cool local showcase mm-hmm. i think so do you do many collaborations um not so much. <laughs> I, I am open to collaborations, um, and but not so much. I guess Kenneth and Jordan Bennett are two collaborations that I've done. I hope to collaborate with Peter soon, and Daniel and I were working on a little painting together. Um, hopefully that can be completed soon. Um, I had this dream of making... So, of making a mosaic, I want to make a mosaic based on a, a design, like a, des- uh, a design of my painting. Um, I did a fun mosaic back in my early twenties with Graffiti Art Gallery. It was like a group project for like a summer, like a summer student job with youth, um, and that was super fun. But I need to find a mosaic artist or someone who has the skills. What is uh, I? Maybe this is a dumb question, but what is a mosaic? Like a like, mosaic, mean by like that? a mosaic is like um, like tiles, okay. and, and they're uh, chopped up and then installed um, onto a surface. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that either. So no, not a dumb question. <laughs> sometimes mosaic is used in sort of like like a synonym with um, like a collage. So yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure if, mm-hmm. like what what type mm-hmm. of work. So, 
when you're, I'm going, we're bouncing all over the place, but when you're working with youth, um, I notice that often you sort of like use, use a, a circle and some of the same sort of shapes when you're doing like some of the abstract pieces. So what type of instruction or what type of guidance do you give youth when they're doing something that they sometimes end up looking a lot like your pieces? Sometimes they do. Um, I, a lot of the, I try to focus on um, assisting the youth with their own idea development. Um, And we talk about shapes and we brainstorm shapes and colors, how they make us feel. Uh, We can do various um, activities like visualizing, closing our eyes and visualizing colors or shapes. We can um, just have a session on just free painting um, without a lot of um, like just free painting but thinking about colors and shapes Uh, we do collages to develop ideas Um, we I've we've done like art art appreciation before like looking at other indigenous abstract artists we've done um, writing to develop those ideas Um, and then uh, showing examples of work that other students have done, showing examples of my work, um, just trying to find, to provide an opportunity for the youth to realize that this style of abstract painting, the kind that I do, comes from inside. And you just need to find the, um, the experiences or the memories inside and and even with shapes like as you walk through the city um or through nature i i believe that those experiences um the memories of different negative and positive space and lines and shapes just subconsciously like enter your subconscious so i think even those shapes and lines are just inside of you you just need to un- unlock them Mm-hmm. And that's kind of kind of what I am trying to do when I work with youth, children and youth, is just to show them that the ideas and the visions are already inside. Um, so, because I, 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 I would like the work to be authentic to, to each young artist. I, I don't want it just to be based on me or copying me or copying somebody else. So that's important to me. Are there... So the blue that you use often is the expansive nature of sky and water as well as that middle tone you were saying. Are there some other colors or shapes that you identify with certain feelings or certain emotions, ideas that are consistent, not consistent necessarily in your work, but like this means this most of the time? Um, well, I guess I could start by saying some of the colors that I often use are like black red um like a a kind of like a earthy colors like ochres like a yellow or red ochre um i i I do i have noticed that i tend to use certain colors over and over um i don't exactly know what they mean myself Mm -hmm. i know i try to get the kids to understand that but i don't even really identify them myself um, or identify those colors myself. 
Um, so is it part of that intuition then yeah, as well? Yeah. So, but don't tell anybody that I don't actually think about <laughs> what emotions what <laughs> 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 emotions are in my paintings. Maybe maybe when I go to my masters, I'll think about that, or maybe tomorrow I'll think about that. <laughs> I'll start a new painting. So you had mentioned that one day you're going to stop with the blue, and that's you might move on to something else. Have you already started planning what that next I'm, step is? Gonna I'm be? not going to plan that. It'll just it's intuition. happen. Yeah, okay. it'll just be a feeling. I'll be like, I'm I'm done with this. I'm on to something new. Um, no, I, I have no idea. It'll just happen intuition. one day. Happen when, yeah, yeah, intuition. That's such a great And then way blue to will create. be done. And then everyone who has a blue painting will be happy that they got one of the blues. Yeah, before they... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just... Okay, so you were talking a little bit about process with youth. Yep. So before you started painting, how much reflection on your... On writing and uh, prototypes even, or... How how is your process leading up to creating a piece of work, especially maybe or including a piece of work that is being done, um, like for someone else, commissioned perhaps? Mm, so when I get commissions, I don't do what people want me to do. I just say I'm nice. going to I'm going to make something, and if you want it, you can have it. Right. Um, because there would be no authentic authenticity if I was just making something that somebody told me to make a certain way. Um, and I'm sure there's other artists out there that are, would be happy to have that job. So I just skip those jobs if that's what, some, if, if, if that's what the parameters of the job are. Um, I, can, I can identify the moment when I started painting blue. Um, your question was like, there's a few questions within your question. Sorry. So, so yeah. if I go off on a tangent and just we redirect me. No. Yeah, um, big tangent part. So the, the blues started in 2016. Um, I met my, my birth family, and that's when the blues started. So 2016. Um, and now I forget the rest of your question. My question was um, about uh, the, uh, the process behind creating a, um, a piece of work. Um, you're talking about with youth the the writing and the reflecting and the the, sh the okay yeah yep, yep. so uh, I like to listen to audiobooks um, I, I can't focus on reading like I just it just doesn't work for me for some reason and I think I also need bifocals too but um, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what the problem to, is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, audiobooks books also take forever to like it just takes so much time but audiobooks um, I can listen to ideas and when I'm listening to an audiobook, then as I relate to that content, mm -hmm. um, memories or experiences of mine uh, pop into my head. And that's usually the beginning of an idea for a painting. When I actually start painting, I generally paint a few circles first. That, that's usually how I start is just painting like two or three circles. Um, I imagine that those circles represent some sort of relationship in my head. I don't always know what they are. And then as I'm painting, I just keep on adding layers, um, painting over layers over and over and over again. So it's kind of like I have like a hundred paintings in one painting. Mm -hmm. um, so if you were to actually to look at one of my paintings or touch one of my paintings, you'll notice that even that you can see the edges of previous layers 
of um, paint. Hmm. Um, and then, like I said, I just keep on going until I feel like I'm done. And that, that's, that's it. That's the uh, intuition. Yeah. Oh, sometimes for the shaped, the shaped panels, I will sometimes draw a sketch, or I, I do need to draw a design, a, a sketch design of the shape, because I need to send it off to um, the person who will be building uh, the wood panel, which is often Robert Tate. Um, he does framing and uh, ca- uh, he builds canvas stretchers and wood panels. Mm. Fantastic. So <clears throat> do you send sort of an approximation of what you're going to paint on it? Um, or I, I, you send I send the shape, shape the shape oh, of the okay. panel and I'll, I'll, I'll write down like the, uh, the measurements and the angles and um, and then he goes through his process of whatever he does to create uh, the panel. I've, I've considered using a, a CNC machine, but I like the idea of actual hands working with the wood. Um, I just, I like the idea of paying somebody rather than paying a machine. Yeah, yeah. that's great. A CNC machine being just like a... A CNC machine is like you, you create a... Um, you, you draw your design into a specific um, like template uh, a template sheet or file and you put it into the machine and then the machine cuts it out oh, okay, and yeah. I'd, I'd rather someone actually touch yeah yeah um, and use their skills so. fantastic mm-hmm. so thank you Dee I have one more question yep, do you have one more you had mentioned that you're working with Daniel right now you're collaborating on a, on a smaller piece mm-hmm. what else are you working on what do you mean? <laughs> what else am I working on? Um, like upcoming projects. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. there you go. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> one secret, but you know, maybe you'll know in January if you pay attention to activities in the city. Um, <laughs> that's pretty, like, sorry, I just can't. <laughs> if it's a secret, no, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah um, of course. I'm working on a, uh, a commission uh, for the, through with Synonym. Um, so you'll probably see some of my posts in December. Again, that will be it's a little bit secret right now. You just have to follow my Instagram. I'm always posting. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that's all I can think about the very, the very moment. So just follow your Instagram. Essentially, I, I think that's so. I think <laughs> yeah. Your Perfect intuition. Plug. Just check check in. Yeah, check just in check in. every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So follow your your intuition and, and at D Barcy. Yeah. And when you feel like your intuition is just burning, then just click on my Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll know, and then you'll know what's up. Thank you so much for coming in, D. We really appreciate it. Thank um, you very much. And, and thank, thank you for, for cutting, cutting deep with us on Paper Cut Podcast. Thanks. Thanks.